evening, everyone, and welcome to this, the Legion Myth Weekly live stream, episode number 145, coming at you, 6th of January, 2018, new year in your face, if you didn't like the last one, guess what, the new one's just the same, suck it, people, alright, I'm your host, Alex Garth on Marsh, with me is your host, Brett Heathen Dog Grissomer. Hello, everyone, I hope the new year's treating you well so far, I know it's only six days in, but... Come on, man. How bad could it possibly? No, no. I almost said. I, I almost said how bad could. I, I almost said it out loud. <laughs> you know what? It's just a construct of your own mind. Time is an illusion. And you Time do... is a necessary construct for the human condition. <laughs> Piffle. <laughs> Piffle. Piffle. <laughs> I tell you, you notice I didn't say co-host. I said host. We are both host. Oh. That's right. Got me right here in the heart. That's right. Right in the cockles. Right in the heart where, where my Legion of Mist symbol is. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should see that Legion of Mist symbol. Look at that beautiful yeah, man. Ooh, Look at that right ooh, there. Ooh, uh, love it. Ooh, All right. Heart, right and you know what we're going to see in <laughs> Heathen Dog's heart today? We're going to see his Heathen Dogma of Paranoia 2nd Edition. A great oh, edition of the game. Yes, that's, that's what awesome. it says. Uh, and Garthon's comic book, going to go over Spider-Man, number 236, Batman, White Knight, number 4, and Doomsday Clock, number 2. And the RNG, Heathen Dog and I will talk about our favorite guilty pleasure movie. This is the oh, film, it's... according to Heathen Dog. Go ahead, you tell him. Well, no, no, this, this is something that is so bad. It's completely indefensible. If you say you like this movie, the, the, the proverbial record skips... Everyone looks at you, and and just one person has the bravery to say why. It's as and if you, you can... said episode one is the best film you've ever seen. No, episode yeah. two of Star Wars is the best film you've ever seen. And the only response you have is, I, I, I just do. That's it. You can't defend it. No defense. You can't defend it. it just, it's just that you love it. That's it. So look forward to that coming at you at the end. But before that, let's remind everyone, especially concerning our RNG today, the opinions expressed in this episode are solely the opinions of the individual host or commentator and are not representative of the entire Legion of Myth organization. While we make an effort to provide a family-friendly atmosphere, there may be the occasional use of foul or even offensive language. Thank you for your understanding and continued viewership. Yay! Yay! Everyone's safe now? Yes. Now we can <laughs> say whatever you want. Nah! Except we turned off the adult contact tab. Oh, darn it. That's right, because we are not mature content. We are immature content. And we are proud of that. That's true. Well, don't know proud, but, you know, sometimes you got to take what you have and just say you're proud of it. You know, it turn into weakness into a strength. There you go. Boom. Mental Aikido. All right. Uh, if you want, uh, you can like, subscribe, or comment. Please do through Twitch, YouTube, Reddit, Facebook, Twitter, Discord, Facebook Messenger, or our Steam group. Uh, we'll go over this again at the end of the show, and or just memorize this slart right now, right now, or just right now, just burn it, or go brain. to your preferred social media thing, type in Legion of Myth, and, and we're there. Unless like it's Instagram, because come on, people. That's true. I like to say hello to Duncan Idaho who's joined us. Hey, Duncan Idaho, good to see you. Go ahead and type something so everyone knows you're here. Uh, the Outerverse this is available on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Google Play Music. So, moving on. If you want to support Legion Myth, you can do so through a Twitch streaming subscription, through Patreon, through a Streamlabs donation, directly through PayPal, or getting our gear at shop.spreadshirt.com. And if you want to be cool, a yellow t-shirt is really the way to go. Just saying. Yeah, it, it, Just it's saying. true. That's true. I mean, all, all the women will respect it. All the men will love it. Oh, wait a minute. No. It could be the other way around. Either way. I'm not sure. Either way, it's fine. Either way. 
It's all good. Of course, if you want, if you want people to know just how twisted your mind is, Heathen Dog T-shirt. Always a solid right birthday gift. Sol solid gift. For, Weddings. For any man, man woman, mitzvahs, or child. That's right. Sam Hain. Whatever you're celebrating. <laughs> Heathen Dog shirts for you. Ah, now, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the reason for waking up in the morning. It's not Folgers in your cup, baby. It's Heathen Dogs. Heathen Dog about tabletop gaming fundamentals. All right. Thank you very much, Garthon. Hello, everyone. Time for some fundamentals. Fundamentals for today are Paranoia Second Edition. Now, the uh, not notwithstanding the brand new Kickstarter Paranoia that just came out a few months ago, that, did that actually get shipped? It actually got shipped. Yes, you can you can buy it. Hmm. You can buy it right now. It's uh, forty pounds, thirty nine ninety nine. Uh, in actual money, it's something around forty two dollars. Yeah, fair. Yeah, but uh, uh, since I haven't I haven't bought that, I haven't. I've read some reviews on it on Amazon and stuff like that, but I have I don't have no experience with it. I uh, everyone else has said that this is hands down the best edition of Paranoia out there. Well, of the two I've played, I'd say it's the best. Okay, well, I've played first edition, second edition, XP, and fifth edition, and definitely this. Everyone says, "Oh, XP is just a repackaged second edition." No, it's not. It's it's a pale comparison. All right. The only thing wrong with second edition is combat, but all you have to do is type in Google Paranoia 2E House Rules Combat Enter, and there's 18 different ways you can fix it for a house rule. That's it. But before we get into all that stuff, let's get into to the particulars. All right. The publication date for this, uh, this particular gem is 1987. That's right. Many of you viewers were not born or couldn't bathe or change yourselves at this point. That's fine. We still hate you. Don't worry, that won't change. Uh, this was brought out by West End Games. Uh, the designers, uh, Craig uh, Costa Costacayan. It it sounds like Costamojan, which is bringing back a lot of DS9 stuff for me. But okay, whatever. Uh, Dan Gelber, Eric Goldberg, Ken Ralston, and Paul Murphy. The price on eBay, you can get it between thirty and ninety-five dollars. Now. Six hours ago, the $30 complete box set looked like it was in pretty good condition. So, yeah, jump on that if you want. The 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 $95 one was just the main book, and it looked like it went through a dishwasher. I don't know. So, So whatever. that guy's crazy. I will say. Yeah, that guy's nutters. I still have my complete box set. There you go. With modules. Uh, nice. I have additional modules I bought, like more songs mm -hmm. about food vats. And, sure. uh, and Orc Busters. There's actually an Orc Busters module. There's one Orc in the whole module. Um, but the D20 that came with my box set, I use to this day as my favorite D20. It rolls 20s a lot. There you go. It comes with weighted dice. It's, wow. It seems to. My tw <laughs> that 20 comes up a lot on that die. <laughs> now, you can get the PDF, all right? But I didn't put a link up here because I couldn't find a, a provider that I thought was 100% legit. Like there's like, no you know, official PDF. Exactly. Like like West End Games do, doesn't have an, an official PDF for it. Uh, Drive Through RPG doesn't have an official PDF for the main book. They have the supplemental stuff, but not the main book. I did find some places where I did download the book. I downloaded it for free. I ran malware check, virus check, it all came back clean. But the Legion of Myth does not steal copyrighted things, no matter what Sony Entertainment of Japan thinks. <laughs> 
Bur burn in hell. Not bitter. Yeah, not bitter at all. So I'm not giving you those links. So I'm right not now, you those links. let's see. Your enemies list right now is TV Tokyo and Sony of Japan. Yes, Sony, specifically the music division of Sony Entertainment Japan. Mm. Specifically them at this moment. Yes. But Sony, Sony Entertainment Japan in general are a bunch of D-backs. All right, fair enough. All right. So now, before we continue, I uh, this whole this whole segment is uh is going to be role played uh the 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 dark orange text on the top of the screen is the player character and all the other text is the computer it's going to be fun it's going to be different it's going to be fun citizen you will enjoy this <laughs> yes let's get to it now we'll set the scene you wake up in a completely white room you wake up on what looks like uh, an autopsy slab and it's slowly slowly tilts up but you don't fall off because there's a ledge in the bottom and you look around you're wearing all white the room is all white and you're thinking for some reason out loud where am i and suddenly from the ceiling a giant screen comes down and on it it says hello citizen you live in alpha complex you are a citizen of the dome city the friend computer control, you know, facilitates your life. The computer gives you air. The computer gives you water. The computer gives you food. The computer gives you purpose. The computer gives you happiness. Happiness is mandatory. You work for the betterment of the complex. You work for the betterment of your friend computer. You work for the betterment of society. You are a troubleshooter. Yay. Uh, what's a troubleshooter? I'm glad you asked, citizen. Troubleshooters are the friend computer's police force. You root out traitors, dirty commies, and evil mutants. You find attempted and or implemented sabotage and subterfuge by the secret societies and eliminate slash them. It. You find trouble and you shoot it. Wait. Citizens are against the computer? Of course not. No, no, of course not. Citizens are happy. Happiness is mandatory. Working for our continued survival in this day of the Alpha Complex, where outside is a desolate wasteland where human life cannot exist. Everyone must depend on each other, Every, and each other must depend on the computer. Commies, mutants, traitors subvert the friend computer for evil ends, their own ends try and take over the complex against friend computer that's where you step in as a troubleshooter it is your job to stop this to safeguard the citizens of alpha complex to make sure they are happy because as we all know happiness is mandatory happiness is mandatory so as a troubleshooter i make the complex a better place Yes! Very good, citizen! Your commendation has been noted. Your job in Alpha Complex is to root out subversive elements. There are many aspects to your job. The computer may ask you to do any number of tasks that need to be doing to safeguard the lives and security and happiness of the citizens of Alpha Complex. This list includes, but does not, does not specifically disclude any, any or not of the following. Follow the orders of your friend computer. 
not following the orders of your friend computer is considered treason. And the only punishment for treason is death. Complete your assigned tasks because your assigned tasks are given to you by the computer. And the computer only assigns you tasks to better Alpha Complex, to better society, to better the human race as a whole. And that brings us to your last commandment. Make the complex a better place. In following the first two, the first two commands of the computer, the last one, self-evident. The computer is your friend. The computer wants you to be happy. Follow the computer's orders, follow the computer's tasks. All this will be accomplished. The computer is your friend. Yes. Does the job come with benefits? Of course it does, citizen. You get to benefit serving Alpha Complex. You get to benefit by helping friend computer. You get to benefit by helping your fellow citizens live happy, productive lives, free of mutants, commies, and traitorous secret societies. And you get access, and only troubleshooters mind you get access, to advanced cloning technologies, since troubleshooters have a 95% mortality rate. And since accidents are prone, we get pretty good dental. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Clones? Wait, wait. Am, am I clone? Good question, citizen. Your name is Lick O Butt 3. You are the third troubleshooter in a wonderful legacy of serving Alpha Complex. Ooh, and orange level. Yes, and you should t you should take heart that the last two clones of yourself died valiant citizens troubleshooting their way to a better and brighter future benefiting alpha complex benefiting the computer and benefiting the citizens all around prepare for your backup memory download and have a nice day cycle now what you've just went through is pretty much everything that the player character is told besides making your character and some other incidentals you don't get to know the rules you don't get to know what's going to happen. You don't get to know any of these things. This is a role-playing game, not just in name, but in action itself. It doesn't matter what you roll. If you can talk yourself into, into success, you will succeed. It's now, the only game I've seen that actually has chutzpah as a stat. Yes, yes, chutzpah is a stat, an actual statistic that you that roll stat. at the beginning of the game and you use it very 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 much throughout the entire game now i'm going to give you a little peek behind the curtain a, a, a little bit of what's going on behind the scenes here now you're not told all the i told you that you're not told all the rules and that there's there's a reason for that everyone is a mutant and everyone is in a secret society every person you're playing with their whole job is to hunt mutants because because they're traitors genetic traitors is to hunt everyone in a secret society and kill them because they're actual traitors. Everyone sitting at that table is a mutant and in a secret society. Was... Only your your character doesn't know that. Yep. Your character only knows that he is a mutant and he is in a secret society. And so he's keeping that secret very close to his vest. Yeah, the uh, A lot of the humor is, uh, comes from uh, a Cold War perspective where this computer is essentially like a cold war computer that's gone nuts yes uh, and AI. there is a reason for that and i'm going to touch on that i'm going to touch on that later but during character creation uh you're not told what stats are useful you're not told what skills are useful you can choose 
whatever you want. You roll stats, you're even allowed to, to re-roll the two lowest ones. Woohoo! Yeah, and then place them wherever you like. You're allowed to choose any skill you want. Put as many skill points you want in the skills. You're not told your job until after you're done. Which the is computer great. assigns all tasks. Which means that, let's say... Which means, touch, be, means the Game Master rolls it randomly. Yeah, yeah, or just <laughs> picks it out of a hat and just throws it at you. And so oh, the computer says your job is this. There's also a reason behind that, which I'll touch on later. But uh, it, it, it's really funny. You have, to, you have to get the humor in it. I mean, uh, for example, during character creation, you roll up your stats and you got uh, high intelligence and, uh, and a, a couple other stats that, that, uh, that are suitable to a certain skill set. So you get all those skills. Let's say you're an engineer and you made your character to be an amazing engineer with machines you can like walk into a room, listen for a second. Something doesn't sound right, and you can find the broken machine and fix it almost instantly. You're that good. And then you you walk in to your first day as a troubleshooter, and you get your your assignment on the team. Your assignment on the team is team medic. You're now you're now responsible for healing everyone's physical injuries. Nothing to do with machines whatsoever. You may not even get to have a gun. But the computer That's assures it. you that you are, you know, adequately prepared for this role. Yes. Computer assures you that this is your greatest aptitude. And saying the computer is wrong is treason. Is an act of treason. Punishable. It's punishable by death. <laughs> exactly right. Now, your, your, the survival is based on your wits, moxie, and luck. I mean, like I said, you can talk your way out of stuff. You've got to be bold. You've got to be brazen. I mean, the, the bigger the lie, the more you sell it. Right. Think early Looney Tunes or Marx Brothers in yes. like the kind of, you know, thing you walk up into someone's face. You walk up. If, if you want to get past a guard, you have to walk up to him, talk to him, ask him, ask him uh, about his family, ask him about his shoes. Hey, they, those those don't look pretty. Those don't look shiny enough. You should probably get a shiny. You know, I, I, I know a guy who can do that. And all the while you're walking around him. I actually had a good one in a paranoia game. Just telling you that we had to get past a restricted area, and to sit and you know said no one is let, no one can pass the lines. So I went across. The guard said, "Sorry, no one can pass this line." And I said, "I'm sorry, citizen. I believe you're incorrect because I was able to pass the line. I believe you need to double check your protocols." He's like, "What? Your protocols are obviously incorrect. You need to double check those immediately because I was able to cross this line." He's like, "And I made a hutzpah roll." And he's like, "Oh, I apologize." Apologize, citizen. We'll check that immediately. We went on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But the thing is, uh, even if you fail that role, if if your if your BS was good enough and the game and master should the let game it master laughed, then you, you you make it. You just make it. Or if you if you never never try to BS, you never try to role play it. Sometimes it won't matter what you roll. You're gonna fail. That's just that's just how it rolls. That's how it goes. Again, mostly luck. Really, I mean, yep. is 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 the computer going to buy it? Is the game master going to laugh? Are your roles going to be good enough as well? I don't know. I don't know. Don't know. But in part, this game is not just you against the stuff the computer throws at you. It's you against everyone else. Like I said, as a troubleshooter, your job is to shoot mutants and traitors. You are a mutant and traitor, so you see the problem. You know, everyone is paranoid. 
hence the name of the game, because they're all mutants and traitors, and everyone, if they found out, would shoot you on sight. Which is why the game's mechanic comes with the clones. The, the clones are a very important part of the game because it allows you to make a blunder. Uh, serious, a horrible, of, eviscerating blunders. A serious, horrible, eviscerating blunder. You mistakenly used your mutant power, someone saw it. You mistakenly tipped your hand as you're part of a secret society. You tried to assassinate somebody and got caught. And you got shot for being a traitor. And then five minutes later, an hour later, however long, however far away the cloning facility is from where the party is at the moment, the, num the new clone of you walks in. Now, here are the rules about the new clone. Just because that clone before you was a mutant doesn't mean you are. You're not the same person. That was a genetic anomaly. That's right. The other clones have been sanitized and are clean. Exactly, exactly. And just because that guy was corrupted by a secret society, you're a brand new clone. Why that's would right. you be lotted in with him? You're a different person. And that's the mindset of the computer. So that's the mindset of also the party members. They can't just shoot you again because obviously you're a freaking clone. You're the same guy with the same memories. You have the same problems. The computer will punish you for that yep. because there's no proof. So you get to start again. You get another shot to not screw up. You get and, you get a total of six chances. You get six clones six before clones. you have to make a new character. Yes. Um, also, the clone will remember everything up to the previous clone's last memory download. Uh, so if you got shot in the back of the head by a member of your own party, you can't walk in and say, you killed me. Your new clone doesn't no, know. You don't know that. You He's there that. to help now, the team. Exactly. Exactly right. He has no idea what happened. He, he's there to do his job. Now – uh, what what I do and what a lot of game masters do is that every time you sleep, the, 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 the computer makes a copy of all your memories. And any time that it is it is possible uh, for, for your character to ask for a memory upload during the day, you can. As, as long as it doesn't contradict a computer order or you're supposed to be doing something else. Or if, if you can talk your way in, into the computer lab, you can do a memory, you can do a memory upload. To, to copy from that moment backward. Yep. Now this but is. What, oh, go ahead. Yeah, but what uh, what most game masters do is during the night when you're sleeping, is when the computer makes an auto auto save of everything you know, and downloads that into the clone, J just like in little my little RPG segment in the beginning. At at the end of that little uh, that little segment, Mr. Uh, Lico Butt went in and got Mr. his memories. Yeah. Licko Butts 3 got him got memory download from the last memory upload of Licko Butts 2. And so he knows everything Licko Butts 2 knew at, at the point of his last memory upload. And just so you know, your other clones are running around like doing like working in the food vats or some or doing some other menial task while you're out troubleshooting. So when you die, they actually usually get called up, get your the previous clone's memory dumped into them, and that's their new and job. Then, and put into their, into their new job as a troubleshooter. Now, uh, I, I may not have properly explained that. Thank you for bringing that up. Thank you for no, no, you did that. an excellent explanation. No, but uh, uh, yeah, all the player characters are troubleshooters, but not everyone in the complex is a troubleshooter. Obviously, the troubleshooter is a police force. There are handymen, there are medics, there are there are uh, uh, sanitation workers, there are food preparation specialists, cooks, whatever. Doctors, and, nurses, uh, yeah, doctors, nurses, you know, but, all all that guy. You know, but usually uh, anyone you run into has some super medial and ridiculous job. Yeah, ri ridiculous medial job, but necessary for the continuation 
of a smooth and productive society. I know there are actually and, listed jobs in the modules like uh, advanced dial turner. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Their job is to stand for the console and turn the dials. They, yeah, there, there is a there is a reason for it. The person doing it was not told. It's above his clearance because normal citizens have no clearance. That's right. Their clearance uh, infrared. Their clearance nothing. Infrared. It's it, infrared, but uh, but they're uh, only since, allowed to wear black clothing. Yeah, well, yeah, they they they're they're, they're uh, they have no no clearance whatsoever. Infrared is considered no clearance, and so they're not allowed to know anything about what they do except do what they're told. That's it. And as the troubleshooter, that's the only way to go up in the ranks. Red, red, orange, yellow, blah, 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 all the way up to violet. And then uh, the, the mythical ultraviolet, which is a programmer. Which doesn't exist, Citizen. Where did you hear such wild ideas? Exactly. You're not allowed to know about the <laughs> ultraviolet because that is beyond your security clearance. And now you're a traitor and you're shot. <laughs> now you're a traitor and you will be shot. <laughs> but that that is the the basics of how the game is is felt. Now this is pervasive throughout the any any of the iterations of Paranoia, including the the uh, Kickstarter one that came out a few months ago. They made sure to keep the feel and and the uh, the uh, backstory of the game exactly the same. Speaking of backstory, uh, it was there was not enough time to go through everything, including character generation. Uh, how how Alpha Complex came to be, the, the set of circumstances that caused a, a 1950s uh, era computer that's afraid of commies to come into power in the first place. How, did, how the frick did that happen? Well, there wasn't enough time to explain that today, but next time, uh, the week after next, when, when I do part two, I'm going to go through all that, uh, how, it, how it came to be, how Alpha Complex uh, came to be, how the outside is not habitable. Why? Was there a nuclear war? Was it an asteroid? Was it both? I don't know. Uh, Making a character, how to go through making a character, all the stats, what the stats do, uh, all the different jobs, all the uh, being a mutant, being in a secret society. And then finally, uh, tips and tricks of survival in Alpha Complex. Uh, ways to go about doing things to to bring down your body count and in increase your playtime of each clone. Now, the thing, uh, the most important thing to remember with any game of Paranoia is it is a comedy. Yes, you are playing for laughs. Important. Do not yes. take it too seriously. No. Expect to die in embarrassing and horrible ways. Yes, yes. It, if, like I said, it is a role-playing game at its very essence. If if you if you roll commonly role-play with a guy who is a min-maxer and he he agonizes over his character for hours before he this actually plays it, this is not the game it, for him. This is not the game for him. He is going to rage quit unless he has like a really incredible sense of humor. But usually those two don't go together. Usually those two don't go together. Usually not. No, he's going to rage quit this thing and it's going to be bad. So, yes, you want you want frivolous, fun, loving people. You know, no, normally people that, that I wouldn't want to hang around. The best people to play this game are dirty hippies. Because they have, a, they have a go lucky attitude that they, they die as long as it's funny. They're fine. They come with a clone. Everything's fine. And they say, oh, I, I don't I don't know anything about how this guy shot me in the back of the head, even though I saw it in a mirror. Right. What's happening. And and you can die okay. in the most capricious manner. I actually have printed modules where it says as they walk down the hall, roll one D, roll uh, randomly for which player dies. You yes. just get Stop. killed right there, and then the computer apologizes. It's like, oh. sorry, citizen, the automated lasers were trained for to shoot commies. I'm sure none of you were commies, except the dead guy. Yes, he was obviously a commie. <laughs> yeah, just someone has to randomly die at that point. Just insane yeah. things happen all the time. Stupid, stupid things. But what one time I in, in a uh, b because the uh, the computer found some old files 
about uh, the, the space race against the commies. So it decided, well, it should up its space race game. And I was randomly chosen to be. Oh, the that's first clones astronaut. in space. That's a, I have that yes. module. That's a great yes. one. I was slung shot in out of Alpha Complex into the sky in, in an old Buick <laughs> that the computer thought was a space module. <laughs> yes, I had a I had a pin with my picture on it with me going like this. <laughs> and you are dead. I was a hero. You are. Well, well, my next clone was a hero. That's right. And what's <laughs> funny is I, like I remember that, that module. There's actually a D6 table or something that actually says all the ways to die in space. Yes. And yes. which like if you either burn, freeze, or irradiate, uh, uh, suffocate, explode. Yeah. And one of them well, is all of the above. All of the above. Exactly. <laughs> all of the above. It, it seems impossible, but it, it, it explains the whole uh, – like this giant uh, frozen burnt cloud of black ichor. I feel need to pull that module space. down and read it all of a sudden. Because yeah, that's actually fun. one of the really good modules. It is. It is. It was fun. It was a fun time. But that's it. That's uh, part one of my uh, Tabletop Gaming Fundamentals for Paranoia. Oh, my gosh. I hope... What? I just remembered in that module you land on a planet and a bunch of computers ask you if you're the Kirk, the creator. Because their entire knowledge of history is from Star Trek. Yep. And that, that module is, is written... Possibility. And that possibility. I didn't mod... get that one. And that module was written like 20 years before uh, Galaxy Quest. Yes. So uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't make it. I I died. I died on that one. I, uh, I was all, I was the game master. I never had a party make it that far. Really? <laughs> they, wow. they would always. End up, I wasn't trying to kill them, but they would kill each other. Nice. You know, or just horrible. Like, or they get you know launched into space in a Buick or things like that. Or or one person was convinced that space was wasn't real, and they were still in the dome, and he walked out, and he exploded. <laughs> And then another person said, well, obviously that was not real. And so he exploded. Too. Oh, so. good. The the roundtable just wrapped up. Uh, Dun Duncan was on here in uh, in readiness. <laughs> in readiness. In readiness. Well, he, you guys always finish just in time for the end of my segment. Go, go ahead and roll my last slide. Bam. This is what you get. Yeah, you, you missed Paranoia 2nd Edition, Tabletop Fundamentals. Uh, if, if you want, you can... Uh, you can uh, uh, follow the channel and you could actually do an it. excellent paranoia game over Skype. Just thinking like just the, the game has to just have a big image of the computer yes. and occasionally flash up slides of the computer as your friend <laughs> or just the crazy, the crazy slogans he throws out. Yeah. Uh, oh. Gar Garthon and I are actually uh, uh, trying, trying to find a game that we can play uh, over, over Twitch and paranoia is, is a good candidate really. I mean, yeah, it, it's got a lot of one-shots. It, ha it has a whole lot of, uh, of, of stuff. Not going to have a long character know, development cycle. No, you're not going to have a long character development thing. But uh, e even if you go through all six of your clones, you got a week to, to generate a new character. You're fine. The highest fine. I ever saw a character get was green. Wow, that's impressive. I was impressed, and then he yes. really ended up getting killed. But well, Of course, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but that's all I got for today. Thank you very much, everyone, for... Uh, for listening in. Thank you very uh, much, Heathen Dog, for your Tail Talk Gaming Fundamentals. Oh, and today, for my alcohol, oh, I have Tijuana Sweet Heat. That sounds weird and wrong. It sounds weird. It's probably wrong. It, uh, I'm sure you can't tell the picture. The picture is a, is a rattlesnake wrapped around a bunch of roses. That so, doesn't make any sense. No, no. I guess roses are a sweet thing to have. They don't taste are... sweet are bad i guess so 
Maybe it's bad. I don't know. I thought like, like a rattlesnake wrapped around like a, a pretty lady or something. What's the alcohol content? It's only twenty. So it's thirty-five percent alcohol. Okay. So. Psh, nothing. All right. All right. Let's down the hatch. It's it's yellow. It's a yellowish kind of. Hang on. Wow. Oh my god. Yep. That's tequila. All right. You can't can't mistake that smell. Yeah, I, I <laughs> don't I don't drink that. Woo! All right, drink some water. So what's the final okay. verdict on that? Mm. All right. It is sweet. I'll give it that. I was expecting it to be spicier. It uh, The heat is more smoky. It's more like a, a, a smoked smoked jalapeno, but you, you don't have the seeds, so it's not that hot. It's not bad as far as tequila goes. But it's too sweet for lime. You know, like tequila and lime, stuff like that. No, it's it's not that kind of tequila. All right. It's not bad. Yeah, it's I can't bad. drink tequila anymore. I just can't. I understand. A, a, a lot of people OD on tequila and then just their bodies can't handle it anymore. I yeah, I had a night in Kwangju with a bunch of Korean gangsters, and after that I can't do it anymore. Fair. Okay. It's sentences like that that make me think I've had a weird life. Uh <laughs> All right, if you want more Heathen Dogma, you can check him out on YouTube. You can check his anime and RPG segments. You can, well, except he's mad at like half the anime companies right now. You can check up him teaming up every Sunday night with that Garthon cat in Warframe on Twitch. Uh, it's tomorrow. also That is tomorrow. Life's crazy. I uh, check past streams of Star Trek Online, Monopoly, plus Starway Fleet, Amnesia Dark Descent, Amnesia Machine for Pigs, Outlast, and Outlast Whistleblower. And you can check him streaming Monday and Thursday at 8 p.m. Central of This War of Mine and Star Trek Online. With Garthon. With Garthon for Star Trek. Sure. This War of Mine this is War all of Mine is, Yeah, it's only a single-player game, so what are you going to do? Yes, very much. All right. Well, thank you, Heathen Dog. You are welcome. I'm going to pull out my old Paranoia modules and reread them because those are fun. <laughs> they are. All right. Next up, it is with all new artwork. A computer. Yes, Garthon's comic full. Garthon pulls comics. He reads them and tells you about them. First up, Spider-Man number 236, written by Brian Michael Bendis. Uh, the artist is Oscar Bazaldua. Colors by Brian Reber. Cover, Patrick Brown. The cover looks kind of like cartoon. Yeah, yeah, it's a little, it's a little children's cartoony. It is. It's not bad, though. All right, a lot of interesting things happened to poor Mr. Miles Morales this issue. Um, what's interesting, though, is... Oh, wait, no, that's part of a different story arc. But um, a lot of things come to head in this book. Uh, Bombshell and her mother, who has the same power set, end up fighting each other. There's all oh, sorts of crazy stuff. What's been going on is this guy shows up. He, he gets a... Iron Spider, a black Iron Spider costume, which was the Spider-Man costume... Like a, it's like an Iron Man, only a spider? Yes, it was the Spider-Man oh. costume designed by Tony Stark during yeah. uh, the first Marvel, uh, Marvel Civil War. Right, that Spider-Man had for a short time. Right, which was red and gold. This version is black and gold, so it's cooler. Right. Um, okay. well, this guy shows up in this costume, no one, he won't tell anyone who he is, um, 
but he's putting the Sinister Six back together, or a new version of it, and with the idea of stealing a mothballed S.H.I.E.L.D. helicarrier. S.H.I.E.L.D. is dead right now. They're almost no more. They've been destroyed because of the events in Secret Empire and other such things. Wait, 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 wait. (coughs) Yeah. All right. Anyway. So, he's been putting a team together. He gets the new female Electro. Are you all right? I have to blow my nose. Go, go do that. Mute your mic. Um, he gets the new female Electro. He gets the Spot, who has teleportation-type powers. He gets... Uh, what's your name? Not Bombshell. Uh, the girl on the left with, with Exploding-type powers. Hobgoblin. And he also tries to recruit Sandman. Sandman's like, look, I've been on the original Sinister Six. I've been on other Sinister Six. I have no freaking interest in this. Please leave me alone. But he's pretty much blackmailed into, like, you're working with me. It's a shield helicarrier. I know where it is. It's a huge payday when we sell it off. And it's not even guarded, so it's going to be cool. And, there, and Sandman is not too believable, believing in this plan, but he's like, fine, fine, fine. Just leave me alone afterward. I'll take a big score. Just leave me alone. Uh, a few things happen to this issue. One is a plot where the internet journalist who's been tracking Spider-Man is like a huge spider, runs the Spider-Man, the, the new Spider-Man, Miles Morales, mm-hmm. the Spider-Man uh, fan websites and YouTube channels. She runs all that. She's like the biggest spider mark in the world. Uh, Gonky, Miles' best friend, who if you saw Spider-Man Homecoming, he was in that film. Yes, the, the uh, slightly overweight... Asian kid, uh, yeah. Techie, techie, you know, moral support guy. Yes, he's originally from this comic. Oh, good. Okay. Um, he ends up falling for this girl because she's kind of cute. And he starts meeting up with her, saying, hey, I know I have all this information on Spider-Man. She figures out that he knows who Spider-Man is. And he tells her his name is Ned, which is a, a nod to Ned Leeds because he's in, like, the Ned Leeds role from the original Amazing Spider-Man, and Spidey's best friend. Anyway. So, anyway, that's kind of a play on that. He wanted to tell her his name, his, you know, his, name, uh, his own name. And he's like, look, I'm best friends with Spider-Man. I can't tell you my name. I can't tell you his. And she's like, that's okay. But they end up going out. And you kind of get the impression that she's just using him in order to get to Spider-Man. Which is fair. Which is fair because he's a socially awkward, chubby Asian kid yeah, who's never had a And he's a reporter. I mean, and, and she, she's a reporter. So, right. You know, yeah. Um, but in this issue when you know they're actually kissing a bit and they're talking and then – he lets slip. Oh, the man-eater trap. Oh. Exactly. Oh. Yep. Actually oh, lets slip. Poor, poor boy. Uh, like, so I, I couldn't even get my Miles as my best friend. I couldn't. Oh, dang. And she's like, I'll, I'll, I'll just pretend I didn't hear it. I, I didn't hear that. Yeah, right. Sure. Tippity-tap, tippity-tap. Yeah. Tap, and then he's like, well, okay, my real name is Gonky, blah, 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 not Ned. And then they, oh, I'm so glad you trust me. And she gives him a big hug. You know, see, like, a look in her face. Yep. Yeah. You know that can't trust women. Can't trust. Well, not Take one who expressly. Bank. Yeah. It's, it's, 95% of women will screw you the first chance they get. And I don't mean a good way. Wow, that's I mean after one thing of tequila. Yep. <laughs> the, the views expressed by the individual host or commentator are not the expressed views of Legion Myth or the other host or commentators. <laughs> oh, you hate women too. Shut up. No, I do not. Well, um, you, you found one you like. So did I. <laughs> She's right over there. Uh, Giving no one, me daggers. No, oh, one, okay. no one believes All right. you. All right. Yep. 
Just because you have a pillowcase, you know, of your favorite anime girl, that does not mean it's your girlfriend. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> what do they call those? There's a term for those. Oh. I don't remember. It's best uh, that we pillow, don't know. Yeah, pillow something. I don't know. I'm glad pillow I don't Chan? know. Pillow-chan? I don't know. I don't know. I'm glad pillow I don't know. Pillow-waifu? Right. Dude, carry on. So... So that you got that going on, and the main thrust of the issue is Bombshell has been trying to – has a crush on Spider-Man, but her mom wants her to join them in the Sinister Six because her powers are stronger when they're both together. Um, both their powers are a lot stronger when the mom and daughter are together. So sort of harmonic thing goes on. But she's like, no, I'm a superhero now. I don't do that. She's like, look, you're 16. You're my daughter. Legally, you have to do what I say. You're mine. You're going to go. We're going to steal a helicarrier. And then once you're 18, I don't care if you put on a cape and fly to the freaking moon and be a superhero. It doesn't matter to me. But right now, you're coming with me. And we're going to steal a helicarrier. And she's like, you are a terrible mother. This is... <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds fair. <laughs> you're a terrible mother. You steal a helicarrier. Yep. All right. And uh, she shows up with the, the Black Iron Spider. Uh, during this argument, Spider-Man shows up and is like, and kind of gets in the way of them. He's like, whoa, oh, another spider guy? Another one? Couldn't you choose, like, scorpions or something? Spiders are kind of booked up. There's a lot of spider people running around right now. I mean, come on. And the guy's like, look, you don't want to get involved in this. Just go away while you can. This is a mother-daughter dispute. I'm just here. Don't worry about it. I still love you. I love you, too. Oh, I got the finger. Yep. <laughs> That's not good. Yeah. <laughs> so it turns into a big fight between the mother and daughter. Um, Iron Spider is like leaving, but he comes back to start to fight with Spider and says, you know what? I wasn't going to fight you, but but you got in the way. So I figure it must be fate, right? I wasn't planning to fight you, but I will right now. And they start getting a fight. Starts, uh, And Miles ends up whipping out his newest power where he like hits it with electric webs. And starts shocking the guy. Like, oh, I didn't. That wasn't part of your power profile. That's new. That's... And at the end, through the fight, Iron Spider pulls off his mask, and it's Miles Morales' father. Mm. Who he thought was dead. What? Yeah, there was a big... He was on a S.H.I.E.L.D. mission and went missing. And uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. came back and told him he was dead. So he's like, Oh, that's that's obvious lie. I mean, S.H.I.E.L.D. lies about that stuff all the time. Well, yeah, they do. Yeah. But still, you know. They had moved on. Well, sort of. So he shows as back much up. As people can. And he's apparently trying to... Dun, dun, dun. Says Duncan Idaho, and I agree. The, uh... So it's like... And he actually calls him Miles. So he knows who he's fighting. He knows what's going on. That's why he didn't want to fight him. Um, so... You kind of get this idea like he's putting the Sinister Six back together to steal a helicarrier to like maybe you jumpstart S.H.I.E.L.D. again or maybe he actually is evil. You don't know. Mm. So it's a very interesting endpoint. Uh, the book had a lot of interesting drama in it, a lot of little things building up. I actually like the kind of Sinister Six going back together. There's a great scene with uh, Sandman and the new Electro where she's like, you know, I got to build my street cred. I got to get a big score. He's like, you're not going to get any street cred when you're Electro, right? You're, you're pretending to be someone else. And yeah, let me you tell you, the person, person you're pretending to be sucked anyway, and no one respected him. Yeah. It sounds like, look, I was in the original Sinister Six with Electro, and he was a loser then, and he was a loser yeah. when he died. 
Yep. I, I remember, like, what, it's like 20 years ago, he actually quit being a bad guy because he sucked at it, and he became an electrician for a while? Yeah, he did. And then he actually, they, uh, it was actually kind of sad what happened to him. He became a, just a, an electrician, he, ever show. He actually, yeah. uh, Parker, Parker Industries actually offered him basically a cure for his powers, and he took it. Good for him. So he had no powers. He was living a happy life. He was lower middle class, worked as an electrician, no family. You know, we got this girlfriend from the wrong side of the tracks, but things were going okay. Um, and then the Ben Riley Jackal, if you remember that storyline from a long time mm. ago. Yeah. Um, the cloning debacle. Yeah, all that thing. Yeah. He grabbed and said, hey, I'm going to restore your powers. You're going to be electro. He's like, I don't want to be electro. I don't want my powers back. And his girlfriend's like, who, shh you know, facilitated the whole thing. Like, when they were trying to find Electro, she's like, oh, I know where he is. Because she had a thing for Electro, right? Never told, uh, you know, never told the guy. Again, again. See, see, you, 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 you told me that all women aren't bad, but so far in these well, comics, this all women is. are bad. I mean, so far, the women are the bad things. I mean, here's an apple. That's what's happening here. Well, no, the uh, bombshell doesn't want to be a supervillain. She's good. Yeah, but she's she's being towed along by her mom, right? Well, they end up in a big fight and blowing each other up. Oh, well, that's better, I guess. I don't... Well, they, what's funny is they get in a big fight there, and Bosch just makes a note of, like, how oh, my mom's down. Our powers didn't used to work on each other. I guess it's because we've been apart so long. We're not synced up. So. Mm. She's guessing. She doesn't know. But, yeah, their powers didn't used to work on that, I do. Yeah, I mean, uh, Duncan Ido in his head made a menstruation joke, but didn't take That's it. so wrong. See, this is why you shouldn't know. drink. The uh, anyway, it was an interesting book. I liked all the storyline going on. Oh wait, to finish the electro thing, Jackal tried to bring back Electro's powers, but it ended up killing him. But with the data he extracted from Electro's genetics, he was able to give the powers to her because she wanted them anyway. Yeah. So she said, "Sure, you know, all right, no problem. Dump into you." Great. Yep. And and there she is. Yep. All evil and stupid. Yep. Awesome. If you're a female and you want to be a supervillain, tip one, don't choose a loser male villain and be female them. No. There's no female Doctor Doom, I'll tell you that. Nope. You know what the female version of Doctor Doom would be? Doctor Doom. But with breasts, I suppose. Yeah. Nurse Doom, if you're taking a step down. Not as intimidating. Hey, hey, women can, women are doctors too. I know women are doctors too. Just trying to Professor think. Doom. Professor Doom. Yes, she's not. She she she's not. A, not just a doctor. Uh, she teaches doctors. Oh, uh, that's just that's just. It doesn't sound as dangerous as Doctor Doom though. Mm-hmm. Professor Doom, are you ready for your lessons? You know, was... lesson in pain. <laughs> Doom requires your homework. You know. <laughs> Doom will lecture for an hour, then you will leave Doom's room. All right, all right, let's move on. <laughs> what, 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 what do we think about this book? All right, I enjoyed it. Uh, it's a three-star book. Maybe a little higher, but yeah, I give it three stars. It could have been better, it could have been worse. Uh, yeah. The art was pretty solid, but not super exceptional. I liked the twist at the end. I could be convinced pretty easily to make it a 3.5, but I'm going three stars. All right, I, I I would normally want to convince you to go to three point five, but with the with the whole this with the whole backstory of this electro chick, no. I like that. I've set a pop quiz in death. I'm sure you'll pass adequately. <laughs> nice, no, that's a good one. No that's speaking one. in Doom's room. 
<laughs> Next up, Batman White Knight, issue number four. Written by Sean Murphy. Art by Sean Murphy. Cover by Sean Murphy. A Sean Murphy production by Sean Murphy Industries. <laughs> As we all know, Matt Hollingsworth is a pseudonym for, for Sean, Sean Murphy. Murphy. He just wants another paycheck. <laughs> uh, all right. I've been very high on this series until this issue. No, this, oh, no. No, I'm kidding. This is a great issue. I'm oh, okay. still very high in the series. Uh, last issue ended off with uh, uh, second Harley, uh, Psycho Cheerleader Harley. Uh, dressing herself is sort of like a proto-female Joker, uh, finding out what Joker or what Napier had been up to with the mind control Mad Hatter stuff with all the supervillains, uh, and basically made the Mad Hatter give her the control collar at a closer range, so mm -hmm. it would override Napier's, and she was attacking uh, Gotham City Police Headquarters. Uh, this issue starts out. I don't think it starts right there. Double checking. Uh, well, the the uh, cover starts out with uh, Batman being very bloody in the beginning. That's for dramatic effect. Oh, okay, he's, he's not even actually bleeding from apparently all orifices at any point. <laughs> uh, well, no. Oh, okay. The. Uh, it starts off with him in Backport um, at, at a rally, and the main guy, and uh, the head of the youth groups there, one of the ex-cop organizer, is basically giving a big speech to everyone, saying, you know, I don't like making speeches, you know, people have bands here in Backport, and then, you know, one day, Jack Napier shows up, and I, I kicked him out immediately, but he came back, and you know what? He's been helping us out. He's a good man. Do the cops do anything for I went to go ask a cop about his criminal record because I don't trust criminals. You know what? There are no cops in Backport. I went to go find a, a, a city councilman, an administrator, something. There ain't none here. They don't come here. They don't like us. They're not one of us. Do you know who is here? you know who's building libraries? you know who's adding funding to the youth groups? you know who's helping out on the streets and make things a better place here? Jack Napier. Yeah. And that's when they reveal the sign. That's why I'm supporting Jack Napier for councilman. And all of you should too. And I was like, yay! Then he gives a speech, you know, about you know making things better. It's actually a really nice and passionate speech. Um, See, uh, uh, Duncan Idaho thinks that uh, Batman was drinking tomato juice and so made a really funny joke and it came he out started laughing. That, that's his <laughs> laughing face. Yes, that's his laugh. It's like, oh god, it stings. You made me laugh, and I got tomato juice coming out of my nose and eyes. <laughs> this is how Batman smiles. <laughs> Bat smile. <laughs> um. But he, you know, basically is running for the city council seat for Backport. Um, and, you know, everyone's like, yay. After that, he's like, ah, I don't, you know. You see Gordon and uh, the mayor riding a car together. The mayor's like, all right, you need to arrest Napier right now. For what? For what? I can't. Well, he's disturbing the peace. Uh he, they're starting to march without a permit. He, he's like, look, anything I, he's already sued the city and won. Anything I arrest him for isn't going to stick. They're misdemeanors at best. And he's going to make us look like fools again. And don't forget your involvement with the whole Batman disaster fund. That just makes you look worse too if we run him in for no reason. You need to. And so you see Gordon starting to get really compromised and is thinking like, look, 
I've been supporting Batman all these years. Things have gotten nothing but worse, or at best maintain the status quo. This is not a solution. Um, they do end up arresting... Like the, as the people start doing this big march, the cops start going to arrest you know, Napier and them. And then Batman, Batgirl, and Robin show, or Nightwing show up, and Batman just starts laying into people. He starts putting Napier in a headlock. Ah, you know. And you see Batgirl's kind of like, ah. Uh, and he's like, that's it. it. I don't resist. I, I accept arrest. I'm not fighting. And Batman's like, whoa, what do you mean? What, what, what? And the cop's like, what? I, I, I'll go with you. I surrender. Whatever crimes you're charged with, okay. I'll go. No problem. We don't need to cause a fight. If the police start interacting here, it'll just cause a riot. Things will get worse. We don't want any of that. None of them wants that. Let's go. So he gets arrested, and the cop's like, huh. And they take Harley with them, and they're like, oh, Wait, uh, Harley number one. The number one. Harley. The same Harley. Okay. Okay. The real same. Harley. Right. Harley and Quinzel. They, and so they, as they're taken away, the cops are like, Batman just made everyone look terrible. Batman was causing a riot. Batman was beating up a guy who wasn't doing anything wrong. And the cops are with him. Again. Because Batman doesn't even, doesn't even hesitate. He starts just laying into him. Right. Yeah. You know, it would actually be better if Batman just killed him. <laughs> they couldn't do anything at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he couldn't make Batman look any worse than he is right now. Yep. And so, it's over. At the station, Napier... You know, basically cosplay talks is basically talking to you know the police like you know when I'm on the council I'm gonna raise your coffee budget because your coffee's terrible because he they arrest him but they don't charge him with anything because they're it's not gonna stick they're gonna look like idiots yeah and but the best they can do is give him a ticket right that's about it that's so right. he's talks to like look Gordon I know you're doing your job I know you don't trust me that's fine but look Batman isn't working you have a bunch of vigilantes who are causing problems and that's your problem the whole time. Look at this technology Batman has. What does he share with the police department? It's like, well, they're worried about... Really? That advanced Kevlar he wears, how many cop lives would that have saved last year? And he won't share any of that. What about utility belts? What about Batmobiles? All this advanced technology, he is not sharing with anyone. And yet, the city spends $3 billion a year covering his activities. And then he goes and lays out this... this he was prepared. Lays out a proposal. It's like, this is my proposal. Uh, he basically lays out a proposal for a, a unit of Gotham PD vigilantes. You take your best cops along with Batgirl and Nightwing. They form their own uh, anti-villain you know, villain squad. And they will be w equipped with the top-of-the-line technology that Batman has. And then they, as a group, working under the PD, but under their own jurisdiction, so they still have independent power, independent... Um, well, they're independent, so they don't have to worry about, oh, we don't have this, so they can still but, act. But still under rule of law. Right, they're still going to be in the rules, not knocking people yeah. over it, and they're accountable, unlike Batman. Right. And you have that, and that could be a workable proposal. Like, well, that's what works like. Go to Batgirl. You can already see every time they're in a, look at the footage, every time they're in a fight, she's pulling him off of people. Go to her, and Nightwing will follow her. And you'll have them. We don't need their names, you don't need secret identities, you don't need anything. You just need them to help lead the team. And then he, he leaves, and, you know, even Bullock's like, that actually is a damn good idea. You know, even Gordon just uh, doesn't know what to do. He's really conflicted. And then after that, we get Harley's, where issue three ended, Harley is attacking 
the Gotham City Police Department with all the supervillains, with Batman's rogues gallery. So they cause havoc. Batman just starts laying into people. He's had to like throw the bat signal at one of them. And what they're doing is pretty. Huh? How does he do that? That thing's it's, heavy. It's not a giant one. It's like a little one. Oh, a little one. All right. But he grabs like ah, and he throws it and like smashes Killer Croc in the head or something. But it's just a distraction so that Harley too, who's now calling herself Neo Joker until the real Joker shows up, she says. So she could uh, steal a bunch of data files. Her and Mad Hatter steal them. They get out. And the place is just wrecked. Batman's talking to Gordon. He's like, oh, don't worry, Gordon. We'll take care of this. Like, what do you take care of it? No, they're looking at the broken bat signal. He says, I'll get you a new one. He's like, no, don't. Don't do any favors. Do not get me a new bat signal. This is done. This is over. How much damage have you caused? This, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Napier's right. He's already. You'd already know the proposal he, he laid out about the police vigilance squad. Yes. And you know what? It sounds like a great freaking idea right now. They could have done something. They would have had more technology, more ways to deal with this than just you. And Bash just kind of stand there like, uh, uh. It's like, you know what? Isn't this a time where you magically disappear? You know what? Never mind. I'll just leave. Like, dang. Oh, snap. Yeah, he even wow. got, got Gordon on his oh. side now. Wow. Meanwhile, another interesting part in this issue is Second Harley actually gives her backstory. Uh, where she worked as a bank teller, and she was, you know, a, a stress cutter, you know. And that day she had decided to kill herself in the bank. You know, she was actually decided to, like, slit her wrists and then see how long it took people, for the customers in line waiting, watching her in horror to bleed out and die. Because she just couldn't take life anymore. She was still going to, like, try and, like, do her transactions at the same time. She was just done with life. Oh, okay. And then Joker showed up to rob the bank. And he put a gunner said, and he said as soon as she, she said as soon as he, she saw him, she wanted to live again. Because here was something different, something not in her life. And then you know, put a gunner head and said, hey, help me steal this stuff or I'll shoot in the head. She, so she just went along with it. And pretty soon, throughout the robbery he started calling her Harley. And to save her own life, because she wanted to live again, she started playing along and calling him Mr. J. Because she'd seen stuff in the news and read stuff, and she knew she kind of had a passing resemblance to, to the Harley. And so she just kind of rolled with it. She was afraid, but she didn't want to get shot anymore. She wanted, she wanted to die, and she wanted to live. And after the heist... She got in the car with him because he said to get in the car. They went back to the hideout. And she said, I know it's Stockholm so I know it's wrong. But after I fell in love with him, and you would expect a psychotic villain to like do something horrible when he got, but he never touched me unless I wanted him to. The only time he touched me that day was when he wrapped up my band, when he bandaged my wounds from when I cut myself. And she actually has this whole different idea of his persona. And she's in love with the psychotic Joker, but she became Harley because she thought he needed it. So it's actually, it's actually less psychotic of a take than you originally get when you see hear her story. Because Mad Hatter actually asked, like, how did you get involved with Joker anyway? And she actually lays out her backstory. And it says her real name was uh, Marion something. And so I, said, I liked that because it actually gave a little more personality even to psycho cheerleader Joker and why she did the things she did. 
So I liked that. She's not just, yeah, I have a big hammer. I'm wacky. But she even knows that what she's doing is wrong. But she just can't help it. I, 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 it in no way forgives how Harley and main DC continuity is, but it's a great take on it. Sean Murphy does awesome jobs taking these awesome takes on these characters, even ones I normally don't like. Uh, but you find out the data she was stealing at the end uh, was basically like encrypted data on people she's trying to blackmail or people involved with the Batman fund. She's trying to find some way to get you know, Napier, to get Joker back. And she finds in this data like a bunch of old... She's going through basically like a lot of data in the old uh, rogues gallery. On the files that... The, uh, Hatter notices the files in Victor Freeze, uh, Mr. Freeze, are the most highly encrypted. And he can't get all of it cracked, but the stuff he has is, shows that he actually was a Nazi in World War II. Ouch. And they're like, how long has this guy been alive? It's like, well, he froze himself, so I guess he can keep hanging on. And it actually shows evidence of the Waynes collaborating with him. When he was in Dun-dun-dun, yeah. Dun-dun-dun. Not wow. Bruce Wayne, you know, but, you know. No, you know. no, he wasn't obviously born yet, but. Yeah, it's like his know, grandparents, you know. Yeah, his grandparents. It's like, you know, well, Volvo got over it, so maybe. And Volkswagen. Yeah, Volkswagen. Krupp. Yeah. Yeah, your Krupp coffee maker? Yeah, those guys supplied all the shells that killed yeah. Americans in World War II from the Nazis, just so you know. Hey. <laughs> then again, it was a fascist system. They had no choice. It was, you make these for us, or we shut down your factory, and we make them anyway. Yeah, but still. But, you know. Um, there's also a lot of other things happening in this book. It's really text-dense. There's a lot of great character development that happens. I really love these takes on the characters, and it's a very complete story. And I want to see where it's going. Because you you kind of think there has to be that point where Joker's wrong and Batman's redeemed, but I don't think we're going to get there. But I don't know. We're halfway through the eight issues. He's actually made me like Harley Quinn, which is insane. <laughs> it is insane. You you hated Harley Quinn with a vengeance. Oh, I, man. I, I love the original Batman anime series Harley Quinn. And I hate the DC Comics Harley Quinn. But for some reason, in this book, I and I hated the movie Harley as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. You like both of them. I like now. both the Harleys in this book now because he's done some great yeah. character development. shown actual yeah. legitimate, understandable reasons, you know, of why they're doing the things they do. Right. They're not just suffering from battered woman syndrome. Right. Yeah. Well, one of them is. But... Well, yes, but, you know, it's better than committing suicide. Right. So, you know, okay. that's, you know, he's her reason for living and getting yeah, Joker I mean, back. Horrible as that may be. Right. She was going to slit her wrist like moments, moments earlier. Right. So it's almost gotta... like the Pulp Fiction, the gun to your guy puts a gun to your face and all of a sudden you have a reason to live. Yeah. Um, so I still really high on this book. I loved this issue uh, for all the different character arcs it put in. I, I need, I'm not even describing them all. It's something that has to be experienced. I'm telling you to experience this book. You must buy this book, four and a half stars, for wow. Batman White Knight number four. Love the series. Wow. The I art fits the story. Um, the colors by Matt Hollingsworth are a lot of... Yeah, Shomer. <laughs> um, <laughs> are usually a lot of like 
blanket style, like it's like it's he'll use like a red palette or a gray palette or a green palette to set a mood for a scene. But then he'll like at the right moments like pick something out in a contrasting color. So it's really almost in a way like an artiste's book. In kind of the same way that Batman the original Dark Knight trilogy not trilogy, the original Dark Knight uh series was. It's very much like a it's not a normal take on the characters. It's almost too artistic. It's not something like at your average like I wouldn't give this to an eight year old by any means. No, no, no. This is this takes more of a refined palette. Right. Yeah. Right. This is kind of, so it might not be to your taste, but for a refined comics reader, this is definitely top tier stuff. It's kind of stuff that you know when you see people like sipping the whiskeys, going, "Mmm, I could." It has an oaky, cinnamony flavor, and you put it in your mouth, and you start spitting it out. You know, whiskey. That's just. Yeah, that might be your experience with this, but this is a very refined, high-end book, and I just congratulate DC for printing it. It's just fantastic. Four and a half out of five. Can't say enough good Excellent. things. Well, I can, because you're going to the next book. <laughs> Doomsday Clock, number two. Another DC book. Uh, right now, now DC's... To, to, wait, to, to be fair, this one came out last week, but last week we did a retrospective type thing, so... Yes. So I wanted to talk about this book, because this is a big book right now. I like to talk about the big books sometimes. Um, I don't know if White Knight's a big book, but I consider it one. But Doomsday Clock is a big book. Yes. Um, highly anticipated, highly advertised, written by Jeff Johns, who is currently in charge of the DC movie franchise. He took over, um, like, when Justice League, the movie was 75% or 80% done, so I don't blame him for that. Anything post-Justice League is Jeff Johns. Oh, okay? I blame. So if any DC movie after Justice League sucks, I blame Jeff Johns. But he's okay. been one of the chief, or even the chief creative force at DC Comics for a very long time. Um, the reason people love The Flash is from Jeff Johns. Uh, stuff to the Green Lantern was insane. Um, he did Forever Evil, one of my favorite uh, DC series. Anyway. Uh, written by Jeff Johns, art by Gary Frank, colors by Brad Anderson, covered by Gary Frank and Brad Anderson, and there's a bunch of numbers there for some reason. I guess that's his phone right. number. Don't dial it. Yeah, don't, don't dial that. Don't dial it. No pranking. <laughs> what happened there? Um, so, uh, as you can see, I love this cover. You see Lex Luthor being menacing, and someone's hand is on his shoulder with a golden armband. Sounds like... Uh, Ozymandias. There you go. All right. In the first... Yep. All right. Again, this is another almost boutique comic reader's comic. It yep. is dense with texts and ideas. And it doesn't let up. This is not a book you could read casually. If you read this book, you need to spend some time and pay attention. Because a lot of stuff happens. Um, including like the original Watchmen series. In the back, there's four pages of just texts... From like talking that, about what just happened or backstory. Right, or, that, or backstory information yeah, about what's happening yeah. in between Wayne Corp and Lex Luthor and all this other stuff. Um, but it all adds to the story. It's an incredibly well-done book. In this, you get the backstory of the two psychos that were rescued last issue. Um, was it Marionette and the Mime? Um, and wh and you, get, you understand why... New Rorschach 
broke them out of prison as a nuclear bomb is coming in, or a nuclear uh, missile is coming in. You learn that he broke them out because long ago, the way they ended up in jail is they were robbing a bank. That's what happens. That's what happens. Oh, I try to remember. There was a criminal in the 1920s, and someone asked him, why does he rob banks? He said, that's where the money is. Who was that? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Dillinger said that. All right. So you find, so you kind of get – it shows it through security footage while Rorschach talks to himself. So again, the text happening on those pages does not match what's happening in the art. You have to figure out it's Rorschach talking to either himself and other times he's talking to Ozymandias. It works really well if you understand what's going on. But if you're trying to read it casually, it'll throw you for a loop. But as they're robbing this bank, you know, all of a sudden, Dr. Manhattan, you know, the guy's like, you don't want to rob this bank. Ah, whatever. And they're robbing it. And all of a sudden, Dr. Manhattan shows up. It's like, don't show who this bank is owned by. I told you you didn't want to rob this bank. And and then Dr. Manhattan, in the security footage, just looks at them, gets kind of a quizzical look on his face, and then disappears as the cops show up. And Rorschach comments, that's strange. He's he's dis- he's eviscerated people for less. And Osmanis says, exactly. That's why I have them. I tricked Dr. Manhattan into leaving. I need him to come back. And if he sees these people, it'll. I'm counting on it triggering something in him. Because he's the only people I've seen him have a reaction to. Besides so, his two girlfriends. Well, that's different. That's when he was still pretending to be human. Oh, okay. So that's what's good. The, but the mother and daughters, that, yeah, that was weird. Yeah, that it, is got, weird. it got weird toward the end, but okay. Well, it's Dr. Manhattan. The, but also you find out that Osmandius has uh, tracked Dr. Manhattan and said, okay, this guy has crossed the dimensional barrier. We're going to go follow him. And they're taking the owl ship, which he's modified. So they go, as the nuclear bomb hits, they, they, hit, they punch the owl ship through, break the dimensional barrier. And they end up in Gotham. After they get their stuff back together, they lock up the two psycho criminals, they handcuff them to the wall, say, all right, we know you guys agreed to help us, but we don't trust you uh, to, run, to just wait here for us while we go do something. So uh, you'll stay locked up here. And Ospius has his little kitten with him. It's like, and Rorschach should have left the pet. It's like, oh, he made another one. Yeah, he made another one. Because he actually makes a comment of, uh, ah, what is it? What holds your atoms together? Uh, anyway, he makes a comment like the force that holds your atoms together. Um, Doctor Manhattan has had that separated twice. He's the only person who do it and because of that energy signature, that's how he's able to track him. And they said, but when he said, the, uh, he says the cat, the, the little kitten he brings with him, is the key to tracking him. And that's because if uh, you remember in the book, he disintegrated yeah, he, the... He, yeah, he sacrificed the cat to get Dr. Manhattan into the trap that that separated his atoms for the second time. Right. And so that's why he knows the energy signature and the cat also could link to it. Because I guess she's right. genetically 
built to because do because they were in the same event. Right. They don't expl- expressly explicitly spell that out. But, but if you had read Watchmen, you put it together. Right. You put that together. And so say they go to uh, the Gotham Library because they need to figure out something. It actually is a neat line because Rorschach's like, all right, then where are we going now? And I love the line he uses. I got to look it up because it's a great line. Uh, Uh, He says, so where do we start? He says, with Hemingway, Wolf, and Madovsky. Mekovsky. So... They go to the library, and he actually goes and starts checking like these authors' books because he can speed read. There's a blur, and he notices all these subtle differences in the text from his own world. Jumps on, he's like, "This world is strange." And you're, in some ways, it's decades ahead of ours. In other ways, it's decades behind. And he goes through. He's like, "Okay, Rorschach, we need to talk. I've I've located the two smartest people in this world. We need to get one of them to help us." And he brings up Lex Luthor and Bruce Wayne. And Rorschach's like, fine, which one do you want? Well, I want the smartest one, of course. And then you see him in LexCorp Towers. Um, there's a subplot going on where the, course, the psychos, you know, pick the lock and escape. You don't know where they go. Of course. Um, but he shows up in Lex's uh, office. Lex walks in, sees him. He's like, remind me to have my security fired. Uh, who the hell are you? He says, you know, my name is Ozymandias. I'm the smartest man in my world. I cross special barriers to find you because you're the smartest man on this one. And Lex is like, I'm listening until security comes <laughs> to pick you up. <laughs> I like that. I was like, I'm listening. He's like, well, you know, until, you know, security comes to pick you up, Mr. Smartest Man. And he sits down and Ozymandias starts letting him in. I, you know, basically, it's like, hey, things are wrong. Uh, Basically, like tells well, you see the work he's been doing on the uh, on the superhuman genes, right? The genome, right? That, and he wants to work with him. And uh, one friend's like, "You're surprised, man. He hasn't stayed." Basically, Osmanis explains what he did to bring world peace to his planet, and Lex goes, "Wait, wait, wait. You put the powers of a psychic into a giant monster." Filled it with the dreams of corrupt artists and scientists. Killed hundreds of thousands of people. I thought it was over a million. Uh, I'm trying to remember how you said it. I said, you created an alien invader that murdered three million people to unite the world? Yes. You're surprised humanity hasn't stayed united? If you're the smartest man on your planet, I hate to be the dumbest. So, Lex is, of course, a jerk. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, look, well, that's not in question. Your opinion of my intelligence matters little to me, Luther. I'm here because I have—I know your ambitions. I share them at one point. And if you choose to believe me and work with me, I can help you achieve everything you want. But then at that point, someone shoots at him. He's like, ah, and then he ducks out of the way. The bullet actually catches Luthor in the side. And you see the guy is shadowed in the door. He says, last time you came, you was confused. Drunk. They see Ozzyman. He impossible. This time... I'm ready for you. And comedian steps out of the shower. What? What? Come on. His death was pivotal and necessary for the original Watchmen. It was, but I want to see where they're going. Oh, I don't. 
I'm uh, upset. Well, of course you are. I was upset first when I first saw that, too. I'm like, come on, you can't bring Comedian back. It was necessary to to drive the plot of the original series. It was. That series is over. <sighs> but he still died in that world. It just means that Manhattan brought him to life on this world. Because Manhattan's what? trying to balance the books. It'll be explained. But the, uh, I know you're going to be upset that forever. Doesn't matter. Uh, at the same time, that's all going on. You see Rorschach uh, break into Wayne Manor, middle of the night, look around, avoid you know security alarms and stuff. Sure. He sees a uh, a plate wrapped in tinfoil with an elegantly written note by it. It says you know for uh, for breakfast, Master Bruce. He opens it up and it's pancakes. So he eats them. Oh, what a D-bag. Well, he's Rorschach. That's what he's going to do. He puts on, he takes like extra maple syrup, dumps it on there and eats them. And then he's like looking around. He like notices the clock. You see him like kind of looking at it, looking at it. And then he like pushes it to the side, forces it open to find the bat cave. Goes in. He trips a hidden alarm. You see Batman for what he's doing, like look up. Then like the stuff with Luther happens. And you see Rorschach actually has this really neat scene where he's like, because Rorschach is all, you know, in, internal monologue the whole time. Yeah. And he's actually thinking about, like, what kind of psycho keeps trophies from everyone he's beaten? That person's obviously mentally unstable. Coming from Rorschach, that's saying something. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, at the end, he turns around, Batman's there. Batman's just staring at him. Doesn't recognize him, because who the hell's this guy? He says... You ate my breakfast. To which Warshark replies, Yes, I did. And that's where it ends. I like that ending. I know, I can tell you not please. I thought it was awesome. Because it's true. He did eat his breakfast. And Warshark is psycho. And this isn't, like, crazy Batman. No, this is actual sane Batman who's, who's not going to punch someone just because they, they, he ate his breakfast. Right, it's like, I don't recognize this person. They're not being hostile or violent, not destroying anything, and they they found the Batcave. So yeah. this is someone to be reckoned with. Yeah. And someone who's, I may not want to beat up, but I am definitely don't want them just walking away. Right. Um, so that's an interesting end point. You get comedians showing up, and he shot Luther too, so he's always not in Luther's employ. Mm-hmm. And you get, uh, or he's just a really bad shot and accidentally shot Luther too. In which case, he's probably going to get fired. Because, you know, yeah. you shoot the boss, you generally get yeah, fired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luther loves firing folk. He does. Especially security, because they suck. They do suck. He fires a lot of security people. I wonder if there's, like, the same 10 people keep getting rehired because no one else will work for him. Yeah, I wouldn't. You're like, oh, there's a the head of security for Luther. Nope. <laughs> just, but it, it, but it seven figures. No. Nope. It's just a rotating position. You get fired, you go to the mail. Door. You sleep in the mail for a couple weeks. Get rehired. <laughs> Under a new name. Luther doesn't remember your face. There you go. Or he pretends he doesn't, because, you know. Um, so it ends with community being revealed and Rorschach eating Batman's waffles. Or uh, breakfast. Pancakes. Pancakes. But, like I said, there's a... I'm not even going to go into... I haven't even touched a tenth of what happens in the book. So, like I said, it is so incredibly dense. And there's all these little things that make other things more important. Um... It builds off itself incredibly well. Okay. So uh, I do don't write? like the end game 
which I'm seeing in the future through my magic Garthon crystal ball, where the Watchmen are put into the DC universe. I don't like that at all, even a little bit. No. I no. hate it every... Even the idea of it is bad. If if this were to end with a separation of universes, and wow, those guys were wacky, I don't even remember who they are anymore, I'd be okay. I don't see that happening, I don't like it. Or the, this this is all Ozymandias' trick to get uh, Dr. Manhattan to fix his world. That'd be okay too, yeah. Yeah, that'd be fine. Yeah, yeah. 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 But I don't like, you know, the idea that because these guys have no place there. It's like when they brought the Wildstorm universe into DC universe. It did not go well, at all. And now the only Wildstorm people person you even hear mentioned in DC is uh, Midnighter. Occasionally, and they talk about how he got beat up. That's <laughs> it. You know, Apollo and Midnighter were awesome characters, and now they're just thir- yes. they're not even third tier anymore. Wow, I mean they they were they were fir- they were like gods. Right, the Authority was an awesome awesome yeah. series. I yes. completely disagree with the, with the uh, underlying premise of where your Authority oh, yeah, yeah. will their, protect their premise you and even their tactics most times. Right, but, but it was a good book. Yeah, it was a good book, and and they were they were judge, jury, and executioner of basically their planet. Right. Um, it was an interesting book, interesting take of the superhero genre. When they got merged with DC, it killed them because. Hmm. Everyone knows that almost everyone on the team was an analog for the Justice League. Apollo was Superman. Midnighter was Batman. When you put them together, you can't have two Batman. Nope. In order to be the Batman, you have to beat the Batman. Or you have to bat-beat the Batman. To paraphrase Ric Flair. <laughs> and... <laughs> so, obviously Midnighter cannot bat-beat the Batman. Or he'd be the Bat-Midnighter. And he is not. He Instead, he is third string midnighter who occasionally gets mentioned and beat up by someone important right which is sad because he was an insane but cool character so you just know that's there's going to be a question like rorschach yeah. team up all right but that's the that's the future hopefully and, not i'm just talking about this book this book i loved the comedian thing at my first blush i was like no no yeah, then i like kind of thought about yeah, it and yeah. i over it because i all right this book has done a lot. Like, Rorschach isn't Rorschach. But he still is. But he's different enough. So there's all these different things. And like I said, there's a lot of subtext going on in the book the whole time. Um, I'm going to give it four stars. Okay. I can be convinced of four and a half. Uh, the art is... I, I won't do that because I'm still not over the whole comedian thing. The you, I, I've only had minutes. You've, you've had days. I know. Come on. Uh, the art is so evocative of the original book, but at the same time, it's modern. It's so it's a better art. You can't art. It's Gary Frank knocks every panel out of the park. Um, and not to mention the original book did an interesting thing where they locked into was it twelve frames per page? Nine, nine frames per page. This book does that too, except it's it will deviate from it for a dramatic moment. There's a book never did that. I wait. I think it had one big splash screen with the big alien. Landed. Yes, yes, yes. The alien had the, the alien took up pretty much yeah the whole yeah. But that was as far as I can remember the only time they deviated. This book deviates not a lot, but often enough for dramatic impact, and it works really well. Um, the book is on super high quality paper, and they are really going all out for this book. 
Um, top rider, top art, top colors. Everything just works incredibly well. Uh, and like I said, the art evokes the original book. It just that it just stuns me how he did that. How it evokes the original style, but it's completely its own thing. Just a really neat trick to pull off if you could do it. Yep. Really love it. Um, so yeah, I, four four to five easily. Excellent, excellent. And that's it for Garthon's comic pool. Great. If you want more Garthon, check out my teamos with the wacky heathen dog. Sunday night, uh, we're doing Warframe, Framing That War. And check out on YouTube, and also when we stream it on Thursday night, our Star Trek Online Foundry Mission team-ups. Uh, last mission we did was by STO Admiral Aaron on Twitch. And I, I want to say that uh, don't – I'd like to say as a, as a plea to Admiral Aaron right now, don't don't watch it. Uh, what was the name of the mission? Don't watch it. What was the name? Extinction. Extinction. A highly ambitious mission uh, with some yep. really interesting plot ideas that perhaps goes a little long. But perhaps. Okay. Nope. Don't watch it. Adam Iron, don't watch it. Everyone else, watch it. I we're critical but fair. It, it's it a great ideas behind the mission. It's a long mission. Strap in for that one. Or skip to the end to watch our final analysis. But you should watch every I, minute of it and click every ad. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Thank you very much for that. All right. RNG. Everyone's okay, been waiting now, for. I chose the RNG. And I, like like I said in the beginning, uh, both Garthon and I had movies that uh, we love. For, for some reason, it grabbed hooks into our hearts and won't let go. But they are – I'm not talking about your normal – guilty pleasure i'm not talking about your uh reality tv or your uh game shows or whatever you know Pro something wrestling. you shouldn't watch but do but has at least some inkling of a redeeming quality i'm talking a movie that you love but for, but has absolutely no redeeming quality whatsoever a gun to your head say one objectively good thing about this movie and you can come up with nothing except pull the trigger <laughs> except, i, I just like it i don't know <laughs> that's what we're going for and the thing is when he told me his i said i had to go first because yours is trash <laughs> you don't build it up <laughs> see don't god already said kung pao enter the fist no that's no. that's that's a terrible film it is a terrible film but trust me garthons is worse oh, don't build it up like that it's not that bad it's that bad <laughs> mine mine's bad but yours is like is like poison for children. Like, oh, it's awful. Anyway, move, move on to mine. Move on to mine. I don't even want to say mine now. <laughs> you pleasure. shouldn't. It's, it, it's, it's a foul language in like seven countries. All right. Now, I have absolutely no defense for this movie. None. The premise was stupid. Yes. The execution was stupid. Yes. Christopher Lloyd can act. He didn't. He decided no, not to in this one. Not in this film. He did not in this one. Uh. He did better in my favorite Martian. Yes, yes, he did. Uh, the the whole the whole premise of this is Hulk Hogan is some kind of interstellar bounty hunter, and he ran out of gas and fell on Earth, and he's waiting for his ship to recharge or some other freaking nonsense. And uh, Christopher Lloyd finds his his Nintendo Power Glove, accidentally activates it, and then the 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 bad guy in the picture that you see down there, the the lizard guy from from enemy mind oh, it's the undertaker uh, in a mask whatever yeah 
uh, tracks the signal to Earth, and now Hulk Hogan, uh, who has who has gotten to know Christopher Lloyd's family, uh, uh, has fallen in love with their ch- with his children and his wife, and and now he acts his, as a nanny for some reason. Yeah, because he acts as a nanny for some reason to get by while his ship is recharging or some other nonsense. You know, fight, fights off this alien horde, learns a life lesson, and and goes back uh, into space, a new man, utterly worthless plot storyline but every time i see it on late night tv i uh, i guess i'm staying up there is one worst hulk hogan film don't even say the stupid uh god what was it uh all i'm thinking of is the picture where he's holding up a little kid like this nope 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 not that one uh, santa with muscles i never seen that one (laughs) it's so bad okay but if, but my pick, Suburban Commando, I know, That's I know, bad objectively, film, and by any metric, any sane metric. Not even wrestling movie. fans like that film. No, no, it is a horrible movie. But for some reason, I like it. <laughs> now, uh... I'm, I'm, I'm going to give the floor to Garth on. And no, we need to mock gonna... your film some more. Oh, go ahead and mock <laughs> it. There, there is no redemption for you, no, no matter how many adjectives <laughs> pull out for this one there is no redemption oh, the, the blurs are hilarious and gripping stuff the, the... yeah yeah i, yeah, I sure take it in context like they they wanted it to be hilarious and said oh hilarious gripping stuff is absent in this film gripping stuff will not help you endure your viewing of this <laughs> gripping stuff in your mouth will not help you from biting your tongue you know stuff like that yeah uh, all right. And on to my choice. Sergeant Kabuki Man, NYPD. My God. Ah, Troma Entertainment. If Dear you've seen uh, the Toxic Crusader or Toxic Avenger, as the original film was, this is worse. Um, this is the story of a New York cop who, uh, while on the beat, uh, gets infused with the power of Kabuki. And Which is the power that shouldn't give you powers, but all right. No, he gets the power of Japanese theater, Kabuki Great. theater. Yeah. And so he's able like to leap and like and like go Kabuki man, and uh, yeah, absolutely insane. Bad acting, terrible plot. Oh, but for some reason I can't help but like it. <laughs> it it's just so insane. I mean, he actually like hurls chopsticks through people. Through them, like through, sticking out their eyes, like ah, yes. ah, like, through. <laughs> and he's, it's full of like, it's like someone watched a lot of Chinese cinema and went, we need to make that film like that, and they didn't know what they were doing at all, no, but no, they had a no, budget no. and a camera. They, they, Not a big yeah, budget. Yes, they had a budget, a camera, and and a, and the, the the nephew's cousin of an actual special effects guy. Yes, and it it has uh, such great lines in it, like, do you know what's like? To be locked in prison for two weeks with a 300-pound Filipino named Gunter? It's like, I, I don't, I find that line hilarious. And I don't <laughs> know. Because <laughs> it, everything is delivered so badly. Ah, oh, there's a cheesy prophecy they have to stop. Oh, it he fights an evil Kabuki master. It has everything. It actually almost got optioned into a Saturday morning cartoon. Wow. Not kidding. If you actually get the wow. Collector's Edition DVD, there is one. I have it. Um, of course you do. Because, yeah. <laughs> if you get, there's actually, 
Wait, 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 wait. To foundry uh, just because we're family friendly here, how much nudity is in this? I'll, 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 I think there's film. one brief scene. Okay, because it is a trauma film. It so. is a trauma film, so we're going to put that in there. It's mandatory. Uh, Duncan Idaho's tempted to add that line to a foundry mission. <laughs> e- except for instead of uh, Filipino, it'll be Cardassian. Carda- <laughs> or something. I don't know. Named Gunther. Um, but the it's insane on every level. <laughs> I have seen one film critic who said they liked this film. One. One guy. There's always one crazy There's always person. one. And yes. guess who? It was Roger Ebert. Wow. Wow. I actually first heard about this film a million years ago on an episode of Siskel and Ebert when they get their like quick picks at the end. And he said, Sergeant Kabuki, I love the wacky action. And just could see Gene Siskel look at him. I go, what the what? <laughs> this is one of the worst films I was ever subjected to. And then it was the next film. <laughs> oh. So that's my guilty pleasure. There you go. I might end up watching it tonight. Because <laughs> I was not going to choose this. Because as soon as you suggest a topic, the first thing I thought was Starship Kabuki Man NYPD. And then I said to myself, I can't do that. There's got to be a better film I like more than this one. I don't love this film. I like it. I'll watch it if it's on. Um, I own the collection DVDs. So I don't know. Um, I try it. So I asked my wife, is there a really terrible film I like? That I shouldn't. And she immediately said, Sergeant Kabuki, man. <laughs> so. <laughs> I, I think it's because of that Filipino line. That could she be part of it. racist. Well, I, that line actually passed by me until I, when I was in the airport, I'd make people borrow this film and watch it. And uh, one of my friends was a Filipino guy named Real. And he said, did you remember that line? Like, what? And he told me that line. Like, that's not in there. And I watched it. Oh, it is in there. <laughs> so. Uh, terrible film. Highly recommended. <laughs> For no reason at all. It's, Literally no it's reason. It's so bad. It's, no reason to recommend it. It's so bad, it circles around to good, it goes right back to bad. Right back to bad. <laughs> yeah. As a matter of fact, you know what, it, it, it reminds me of the of the famous sketch, the, the, the famous SNL sketch, with uh, uh, Pierce Brosnan and, um, crap. Will Farley? Will no, Ferrell. Will, 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 yes, thank I you. I think the bad Will, boss sketch. Will Ferrell. Yes, yes. The, I love the, that sketch. I know. It was perfect. There, 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 was, there was a point in it where, where Will Ferrell was stabbing someone with a trident. Yes. And he just kept doing it and doing it. And people stopped laughing. But he kept going and, and going. They, they started laughing. He circled yeah. back around to funny again. And he stopped when people were at the height of their second wave of laughter. It was genius. The problem with this film is he doesn't stop stabbing. Yeah, he they, just they, keeps they, going. It's not funny anymore. Yeah, it actually circles around like that. Then they pass the point where they should have stopped and keep going. And at the end, you're like, yeah. "Why is this over yet?" But you're still kind of like, "Wow, I need to finish it though." It's just, it's so insane. <laughs> yes, it's like that. Um, I mean, the, what other film has a tagline? It's as Japanese as sushi and American as violence. That's retarded. <laughs> I love that line. I love that line. <laughs> Absolutely retarded. As oh American as violence. Don't I say that might have his reaction to Cold Loose Face Part Eight? Yeah, yeah. That's. <laughs> I think, I think he the dog would tap out of this film as well. Yes, probably so. 
I, I actually I've only seen clips. I've never seen the whole film. <laughs> I've only enough. seen sections of it. You couldn't you couldn't subject yourself. I probably probably not. No. Um, we I should mean, really I, we should really I link to the trailer for Sarge Kabuki Man in the notes, and, and we really should. We should right now. Right. No, no, no. That, that's not our job. That's Max Liao's job. Max Liao's job is is to link the the YouTube trailer for both uh, Suburban Commando and Sergeant Kabuki Man in the description in the YouTube comments below. That's his job. If you uh, you should look for just look for the trailer on YouTube. It's uh it's some good stuff. It really is. But that uh, that's my guilty pleasure. Sergeant Kabuki Man, NYPD. Don't All right, uh, D- Duncan Idaho seems to love talking about cold blue space. You, uh, that's his guilty pleasure. That's his guilty pleasure. <laughs> right. his, it's his fault we played that. It's yes, I I, blame, I completely blame him. So, uh, yeah, go go ahead and uh, and get past that because he might talk about that some more. <laughs> All right, I'll also check out our other uh, streamers. Uh, Max Leal streams Fridays at 1900 Central European. That's noon Central Standard Time. 3030 Death War Rebux, and he's working to fix his uh. German ISP issues. Yes. Yeah, his, uh, oh, he says part eight is funny. Part one is Nightmare Fuel. Part one is what we played. Yes. Okay, yeah. Part one is what we did. Part eight he recommended part funny. eight, but I only found part one. And yes, that was our eight. problem. Part eight wasn't there. It was just part one. Anyway, uh, yeah, he's been, he's been having a real problem with his ISP. And German Germans don't care. about As long as your internet works, that's all they care about. Quality for, like, streamers, your Germans don't care. Can you get to a website? Yes. Then you're fine. Shut up. That's all they care about. Yeah, Vol. That's it. Yeah, there you go. So he's having a real problem, and plus being an expat, they don't care anyway. Yeah, like, they're an American, they don't care. Yeah, they don't care about you anyway. So he's having a real problem trying trying to get his network issues uh, put into uh, put into this place. So his his streams have been a little iffy lately. Uh, also check out his patron-only Patreon first streams of Shortest Trip to Earth and My Time at Porsche. Yes. Those are recorded and then uploaded, so they're perfectly fine. Yes, check those out. Um, also, check out Elgarian, streaming the Shroud of the Avatar Forsaken Virtues, which is going to be released soon, I heard. Yes, it's coming up. Uh, their their target release date is sometime in March, I believe. Yeah, we'll see that because it's made a lot of big strides. It's looking really nice. Oh, yes. Uh, you can check out his streaming Tuesdays and Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central. Uh, you also can check it out. Uh, it was posted on YouTube. That's usually when I watch it. Yeah. Uh, check the website, Role Players the Avatar, Rarpiota, or for help for Stride the Avatar at sodahelp.org. Definitely awesome stuff there. Check out the whole Legion of Myth weekly live every single day of the week. We have something for you to put in your head. And we're not talking the kind of stuff Heathen Dog puts in his head, which you saw earlier on the stream. Yes. Don't do that. Not recommended. No, no. This, uh, this, this tequila messed me up real quick. <laughs> All right. Do you have any final words of wisdom, Heathen Dog? Uh, don't drink alcohol with a with a poisonous snake on it, uh, or in it, or in it. That's actually that's actually a, a hotter tip. Um, uh, choose the women you trust very carefully. <laughs> Most of them are backstabbers. Oh Lord. <laughs> the opinions expressed by individual host or commentator already, are not the We already host. went through that. We're good. I think we, every time and you speak, we need a warning. And do not play. If you ever play Star Trek Online, do not play Cold Blue Space Part 1. Fair enough. Ever. I'll give you that. Don't do that. We did it for you, and we're sorry. Sorry about that. It's on the internet. Can't take it back. 
picks that did happen. As always, like, subscribe, or comment to everything happening within the Legion of Myth. Oh, wrong thing. So, uh, you can find us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth. On YouTube, youtube.com. Just look for Legion of Myth. On Reddit, reddit.com slash r slash Legion of Myth. On Facebook, facebook.com slash group slash Legion of Myth. Also, check out our Twitter feed. Just tweet us at Legion of Myth. We'll tweet you back. We do that quite often. Check out our Discord channel. Check us out on Facebook Messenger or our Steam group, steamcommunity.com slash groups slash Legion of Myth. Have a good night, Duncan. Thanks for checking out with us. The audio version of this is available on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Google Play Music. Or find podcast aggregators everywhere. If you want to go and drop us a little review on iTunes, go and give us five stars. Let everyone know why you love us. If you don't love us, eh, just keep that to yourself. Give us five stars, right? They suck. That's fine. We'll take the stars. If you want to support Legion Myth, you can through our Patreon subscription page recently updated, patreon.com slash Legion Myth, a Twitch Streamy subscription at twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth, a Streamlabs donation at twitch.streamlabs.com slash Legion of Myth, directed through PayPal at paypal.me slash Legion of Myth, or get our gear and be cool at shop.spreadshirt.com slash Legion of Myth. Impress everyone you know. Get that raise. Get the girl. Get the guy. Legion of Myth. Get them both. That's great. Right. Why not? 2018, baby. A special thanks to our top subscribers, Valdahar, Sheriff, Algarian, Erwin Rommel, the Cools Herald, Magical Catgirl Fanboy, Spectrofire, Love Nine Catgirl Armor Lover, Heathen Dog, and Alan51. Thank you so much for your support. It's you who lets this keep on rolling. Yeah. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening, for joining us. Join us on our streams. You have one life. Live it well. Live it nerdy. And have a great Diurnal Anomaly.